0: It's time for another mailbag episode part two that includes the worst case scenario in this draft, the best case scenario in this draft, and who would you trade Lou Dort for? Plus, we're going to have StockWatch and our Friday three spins on Tankathon.com, all coming up on the Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. The show is on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show, Lothunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, for 362 7128 On today's show, brought to you by Bilt Bar. We're gonna dive into part two of our mailbag, Do Our Three Spins on tankathon.com, as well as Stock Watch Friday. All that is coming up on today's show, which is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Your next order, again, not your first order, but every order. LOCKED15 at Bilper.com. They're the best-tasting protein bars on the market. Let's get into the mailbag episode. We did part one on yesterday's podcast. Had so many, we need a part two for it. And we start with Reddit, and we go to Base Akin. What's the worst-case scenario in this coming NBA draft? So the worst case scenario, by definition, you know, like the lowest possible picks and things like that, it cannot really be defined until the year is over because the odds change so much with every day, given the standings right now. I'll say this as a blanket statement, the worst case scenario for this draft will be if the Thunder do not have a top five pick. You at least need to have one top five pick in this class for it not to be the worst case scenario. Then there's degrees from that six and 16. It's bad. It's not the worst, though. 8-16 and or 8-17, and that's awful. That is probably the worst-case scenario. Again, the technical definition of worst will be determined based on where they land at the end of the year in the standings, but no top-five pick is the worst outcome of this season because you have such a high chance of getting a top-five pick. Between the Rockets having a 47.9% chance of getting the fifth overall pick, which goes to Oklahoma City, and the Thunder having their opportunity to get in the top five with their own pick, you need to find a way to land within that top five of this year's NBA draft. And it will all come down to June 22nd and a matter of a few ping pong balls bouncing your way. So June 22nd will be quite the day in Oklahoma City. And we all just have to hope that the Thunder can secure a top five pick. From a squared away 808, do you see any scenario where the Thunder trade up in the draft with all the assets that they have? Again, it just depends on where their pick falls. If they only get the fifth overall pick and that's it, Right, and in terms of the top five, so they only get one top five pick, and it's only the fifth overall pick. Then I could see a scenario where you trade five and sixteen, and you get pick three, and you go from Jonathan Kaminga to Jalen Suggs. Like I could see that happening, but you—it's know, it, just so hard to imagine any team giving up on Cade Cunningham. I will say, if there's any team that could make a team give up on Kate Cunningham, it's the Thunder because they can give you two picks this year, a pick next year, Darius Bazley. And how do you say no to that? I mean, how do you say no to that for what we think will be an, a legitimate legend in this league, like a, a, an all-star, a superstar in this league? It's still unknown. It's still unknown. You get two more shots at that, plus next year's draft class are really good, plus Darius Baisley. Maybe you could see that happening, but I, I just don't think that you'll get Cade. But you could absolutely trade up for two through five. In this, in this class, if you do find yourself winning Evan Mobley or Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green or Kaminga, whatever the case is, it just all it depends on where you fall in the lottery system. That's kind of a, a boring answer, but it's the answer you have to have right now, because we just don't know much of anything at the moment. And then another positive outlook on the draft comes from at Kuhlerman. I believe I said that right from Reddit. If the Thunder get picks one in five, should the Thunder trade up that, that fifth overall pick? to have both Cade and Mobley. So if the Thunder get pick one with their own pick and that Rockets pick falls to five, should they trade up for Mobley to have both? Interesting question here. I think it has a lot to do with who gets number two. You know, if number two has a big man already and they don't want Evan Mobley, you could trade five and a sweetener down the road and get Mobley that way. Or you can conserve all of your assets and just take the fifth guy who could be better than Mobley because, you know, two through five is a very jumbled spot to be in because we think all those guys can be good but to what degree will they all be good and will all be kind of franchise changing players how much can they change a the franchise Cade Cunningham can take you to a next level and can transcend your franchise Mobley and Green and Kaminga and Suggs they change your franchise and set you on a pathway to be a very competitive and a very uh, good team Cade makes you great so like that's why it's, it's not easy to trade for Cade but it's very easy to trade for you know, one of the other five, because if you're going to get at least one of them, if you can't have kid, if you're at least one of the other four, they're going to be in pretty good shape no matter what. So it just depends on what your preference is and what these teams, you know, prioritize. Do they prioritize Mobley or a Guard or Kaminga, who's kind of can, kind of this tween that can do a little bit of everything besides shoot? I will say it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not a pie-in-the-sky theory that the Thunder could do this. Um, obviously not likely so many things have to go your way, right? You have to not only leap to number one, the Rockets need to fall to five, and then you need a team at two that does not want Evan Mobley because they already have, say, a big man or whatever the case is, or they value, you know, they could just simply value a guard at that spot, right? If you're just starting out your rebuild and your rebuild is just now starting and you land at two, wouldn't you rather have a guard lead the way? I would. I'd rather have a ball handler, a guy that can just kind of impact the floor a little bit more than Evan Mobley might be able to. So it all depends on the matchups in terms of how the, how does the puzzle get put together in the lottery. So Big Match asked two very interesting questions. And so it's the same question for two different players. The question is, for this upcoming draft, what's the lowest pick that you would be willing to get in return for Lou Dort? It's hard because you know what Lou Dort is and what he can become. And I think that we naturally are going to overvalue the players that we watch every single day compared to somebody who might not watch every single Thunder game. But for me, what I know is that Lou Dort is the best defender in the NBA. I know that Lou Dort is the best defender uh, and will be eventually one of the best defenders to ever play the game of basketball. And now his offense is progressing so much. I think to get off of Lou Dort, I need Cade Cunningham. Because while I think Camingo is going to be a good player, I know that Lou Dort's a great player. I know that Lou Dort can pack the game. There's no question mark about it. There's no wait and see about it. There's no chance of failure about it. So it's a high bar and it's a price that nobody would pay, but that would be my price. Therefore, I'm not trading Lou Dort uh, because I feel like at that point, you would be trading him to get to one from say six. You know, worst case scenario, you go six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range and you want Cade, so you need a sweetener and you need Lou Dort. Is the value gained by getting Cade better or worse than the value lost by losing out on Lou Dort and, say, Scotty Barnes or whoever you draft at six? Doing that mental math, just I'd rather bank on Lou Dort at that point. And again, probably crazy for the outsiders that might listen to this podcast, but watching him every single night and watching the winning plays he makes and watching him play, I just got to go with Dort on this one. Now, the question's interesting for for the next player. You asked it about Teo as well. What's the lowest player or lowest pick you'd get for Teo Maldon? For Teo Maldon, I, I would accept anyone in the top five. So so I'd go ahead and swap Teo for Kaminga, Green, Mobley, or Cade. Beyond that, I mean, is Jalen Johnson going to be better than Teo Maldon? Is Scotty Barnes going to be outright better than Teo Maldon? Is, are any of these players, you know, Keon Johnson... He's going to be outright better, James Moore Knight than Tail Maldon? I don't think so. I, I don't think there's really a chance that he's outright undisputedly better than Tail Maldon. With Mobley, with Green, with Kaminga, those guys and Suggs, those guys can absolutely legitimately be better than Tail Maldon. It's feasible that they are going to be better than, than Tail Maldon. And in fact, in some of those cases, people would bet that they absolutely will be better than Tail Maldon because they can change franchises. So I would do the top five with Tao, but then past that, you're basically, at that point, trading in a flyer for a flyer. There's a chance that Teo becomes great in this league. There's a chance that Scotty Barnes becomes great in this league. So stick with what you know and what you're more familiar with with Teo Malvon than to just kind of swap around and give this musical chair vibes of assets, right? Because at that point is your asset, right? Teo versus, say, Scotty Barnes, are the assets that much different in terms of, are you even gaining anything from this? I don't think you would be gaining anything from swapping Teo for Jalen Johnson, Tao's still very young, Tao still has room to progress, and Tao's is more ready than Jalen Johnson. So Tao creates your window, right? Because age-wise, he's 19. Age-wise, he's young enough to be in any championship window you want him to be in. But maturity-wise, IQ-wise, professionalism-wise, he's played this game for a long time at the at the professional level. He is ready right now to win. If you told him next year that you wanted to win a championship and, and, and you put a team around him to win a championship, He'd be ready for the big moments. He'd be ready for the big spots. He'd be ready for that competition. I can't say the same right now for Scotty Barnes or for Jalen Johnson. Where you need to nurse those guys a lot more and nurture them a lot more before they're ready for the big stages. I think Teo's ready right this second. So Teo, if he's not undisputedly going to be the worst player of the bunch, then you don't trade him because he has all those other intangibles that you know can give you flexibility. Because having that luxury of we can either kick Teo's window down the road or we can start at this moment and he's ready for it, is a big deal. It's a very big deal. So, coming up, we're going to wrap up the mailbag and we're going to do Stockwatch Friday as well as our three spins on tankathon.com. But today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball season's in full swing right now, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. This week is a ton of sports action to go off of. You can have the Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby. You can also check out All the latest news, odds, information for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, and MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check it out today for the great sporting news. Sign up for the bonuses and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. And this is your chance to get into the game like never before by seeing how teams are prepping for their playoff run and betting on all the action over at betonline.ag. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook book experts. Use our promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. That's our promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag and you'll receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We are back on Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show, gmail.com. Call into the show, for 362 7128 We're going to now wrap up the Mailbag Edition. Thank you again for sending in your questions on Reddit, on Twitter. I just wanted to take the time to kind of give back to everybody because the support and the DMs and the messages and the mentions and everything has just been so overwhelmingly positive and great. And I cannot thank you all enough for this uh, during this time. So I wanted to try to, to get you guys involved with the show and kind of, again, just build that community of everyone. And so answering this question has been really great for me. This next one comes from what I think is Dirk Mania. Is the deck signing an indication that we are no longer tanking next year? I've seen a lot of people talk about the future of this team and how it's changed since the deck signing. Because you also throw in that we expect VIT to play next year as well. Because he's already in Oklahoma City and he was on the blue roster. Of course, didn't play. He's hurt. He's tweaked towards ACL. Uh, But he's already in Oklahoma City and you see him around the state's many places on Instagram. And it just would seem odd that the Thunder would bring him over here and then tell him to go back and not play for the Thunder next year or to play for the blue next year. Uh, While he might need some seasoning in the blue, you know, maybe to start the year or something, he'll be on the actual roster itself, you imagine, next year. And so you have two spots right there that are kind of more win now players, not not necessarily Vic, but but Deck for sure. And, and what does the roster construction look like? My biggest thing is the word tanking. Next year, this team will not tank. This team will not purposely try to build a bad team anymore. They won't shut down a guy like Al Horford. They won't shut down a guy like Mike Muscala just because he's playing too good. They will not bench Kendrick Williams to test out Charlie Brown Jr. Like, they're not going to do that next year. What they're going to do next year, I think, is just simply play basketball. Mark has the freedom to have any rotation, to have any players playing, just play. And if you win a lot of games and you're a playoff team, you know, a play-in team, if the play-in returns, which we think it will, a play-in team, great. Your young players stepped up. they, They performed well. If you're not very good and you're trending towards the bottom of the standings, okay. You're a young team trying to figure it all out. And so I think that next year is hopefully going to be this, this blissful ignorance type of year, which I do not think is the expression I wanted. I, I, don't, I don't think that, that was the right one to use, but you'll see what I mean later on. You know, I think that next year, you're just going to watch this team and be overwhelmed with the youth and overwhelmed with the exciting players and the exciting plays that we see. And, and not necessarily care about the scoreboard. If they win, great. If they don't, whatever. Uh, and, and you're just watching them grow and watching them develop and take those next steps in their progression. The team's not trying to sabotage anything. The players, of course, are trying their hardest, and you're getting to enjoy basketball. You're not worried about if they lose or win in either direction. You know, you're not begging for them to lose or win. You just want to see how they do and how it unfolds. I think that that's the vibe for next year. How does it unfold? Who's on the team? That good stuff. And you're not going to shut down players unnecessarily. And either outcome is very explainable. It's no need to panic if they're bad. They're young and make mistakes, and maybe... They just can't close out games next year. Maybe they have a hard time collectively beating these older teams in clutch in the clutch situations. Maybe they're exceeding expectations and they're great. That's awesome as well, because you have this window that's so big. But deck does to me indicate you're not going to tank next year. Like you're not going to go purposely this offseason and build a bad team. You're going to build a young team, and so young teams typically don't win very much, but they're not going to be trying in the front office to lose anymore from this deck signing. So tanking, yes, playoffs are very good. Who knows? It'll be just can the young guys get it done? Right. And I think that next year that will be very overwhelming with, with the amount of good young talent, especially if you land two top five picks. If you get Gabrielle Deck, SGA, Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, you know, you get Taylor Malvon, you get Pekoshevsky, you get Cade Cunningham and Jonathan Kaminga. That's seven guys right there that you are just you are just on the edge of your seat every night, wanting to see what they can do next, wanting to see what their next move is going to be on the court and what their next progression skill set will be on the court. You're going to see all of that. So next year can be incredibly fun. And the deck signing does indicate that to me, that they're not going to try to kind of take the fun out of it a little bit, right? I mean, their goal is different now. Their goal is to accumulate young players that are very good and good. Not as an upside pick, like, like Charlie Brown's a young player and you hope he could possibly maybe be very good. He's not really going to be. The expectation for these young players now will be to eventually be very good and getting to watch that progression will be a lot of fun. It'll be awesome. Let's do our Tankathon 3 spins for this week. Spin number one has the Thunder number seven. They fall three spots and they're number seven and Houston is number four. The Kings leap up eight spots and the Kings get Cade Cunningham. So the Thunder get picked seven and eight oh lord you want to talk about worst case scenario that's it right there on this mock draft they get Jalen Johnson and they also get Jaden Springer Uh, that's rough number two for the spin the Thunder get five the Rockets fall the Thunder get five and eight they get Jonathan Kaminga and Keon Johnson I like that. I like Johnson as an upside guard. I love Kaminga more than most. I I think that his shot is very fixable. I like that. You'll take that on lottery night. Not the very best outcome, but you'll take that on lottery night. Interesting enough, the the Wizards jump up 10 spots and they get Cade. (laughs) But that's who got Cade on this spin. And spin number three, the Rockets fall but only to two, so you don't get their pick and the Thunder fall, and they're at seven. So in our three spins this week, you get zero top uh, top picks overall. You get one in the top five. And this one is number seven. And of course, then you get also the, the heat pick at 18. And let's just do one more for good measure. And we've got on this one, the Magic going up for Cade Cunningham. The Rockets falling one spot to number two. And then the Thunder, they go up one spot for three. So you get picks three and 19, wherever Miami's at what we've been saying all along, which is, yeah, 18, I should say. So you get in this one, Evan Mobley, And you also get Jaden Springer. Mobley, in this case scenario, would be gone later than two because would the Rockets really want Evan Mobley with Christian Wood? Couldn't they value more from from Jalen Suggs? Is the thinking behind this mock draft simulation. Um, I think that if you're stuck with Suggs or Mobley, you're in great shape. So Mobley plus a flyer on Springer would be a nice outcome for the Thunder. It'd be interesting. It'd be fun to watch. It's not the worst. It's not the best. It's just kind of, okay, I'll take that kind of thing. So we'll see what they can do from here. We did not get the Thunder at the top overall pick. I'm, I'm just going to sit here and click it. For, oh, there it is. The next simulation. It's the Thunder picks one in five. A great way to end. So we did like four or five sims this time, but we did get, we did get one in five. We got Cade Cunningham and Jonathan Kaminga. That's awesome. We end on that note. That's your dream scenario. That is a scenario that you're just praying to the ping pong ball lord that you end up getting Caden Kaminga, what a great sitcom name! Also, Caden Kaminga. If the Thunder social media team does not steal that right now, trademark it and have a YouTube series following the rookie year of Caden Kaminga, I'm out. I'm out in the social media team. I'm just kidding; they do a great job. But nonetheless, coming up, we're going to do Stockwatch Friday on today's episode of Lockdown Thunder. But first, I want to tell you, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use our promo code lock 15 you're going to get 15% off your next order. Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus occasional limited time only flavors. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint berry, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Plus, they also mix in other flavors as well, throughout different limited time only drops that you can get. Of that group, my personal favorite is the peanut butter brownie option. It is to die for. They are great for the conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. So try them out today. Did you know what you can get for Mother's Day? You can get Built Bars for your mom. Moms that I know, they love Built Bars. Send her a box of Bilt Bars and be sure to tell her your favorite as well at least while they last until you get her the next box of Built Bars. So go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off, next order at Lock 15, 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com, LOCK15, 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams sugar, and only 4 grams net carb. It's incredible. Try them out today at BiltBar.com. Again, check out that peanut butter brownie. With the 100% real chocolate on the outside, they're awesome. Peanut butter brownie is great. Check it out today, from Promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. And so now it's time for Stock Watch Friday. Yeah, they're penny stocks. I told you not to sell. You did not tell me not to sell. I said the market fluctuates, remember? Well, what are you going to do about this stock? I'm keeping it. I'm going down with the ship. Celebrate with our weekly act of debauchery. So this week to open up Stockwatch, our first item on the table is the play-in tournament. And LeBron can say whatever he wants to say conveniently while the Lakers slip to the seven overall seed or are in danger of the play-in territory. Look, the play-in's awesome. And the play-in in the long run will be awesome. I said it before, I'll say it again. This year is probably not the year to implement it because of the fact that you yeah, had the pandemic and the shortened season, but they did it anyway. And it's been very fun to watch and it's kept so many teams involved this late in the year that you really need it. So you really need it moving forward to keep that engagement because how many teams were really out of it all year? Not very many were out of it all season long, but if the wizards had the start that they had this year in a normal season, they're buried. They're absolutely buried, but because they only had to reach that 10th spot in the West, I'm just saying the East, they are able to still be in the play in mix and be a play in team. And speaking of the wizards, Are we buying or selling the Washington Wizards, making it past the play-in? I love what the Wizards are doing right now. I love what Russell Westbrook's playing like right now. I think that the Wizards can get into the play-in and then very well upset one of those teams, even two of those teams, and reach the actual playoffs. I'm buying stock in the Wizards. Screw it. Caution to the wind. I'm ready to be hurt again by Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. I'm buying it. Wizards are going to get to the actual playoffs. And then our last item is a Thunder-related item. That's Gabriel Deck. We bought and sold stock in him before he played. And you know what? I'm up in my shares. I want more shares of Gabriel Deck. He's a really good player. He's a really fun player. He's telling us the Kings have a... Get a pass into the corner of the three-point line. And Josh Hall kind of is lingering around there. And he's telling Josh Hall, get out of the way, get out of the way. And he ISOs himself onto Terrence Davis, who's a solid defender and just backs him down old-school basketball style, just has his back-to-the-basket the the entire way, just bulldozing Terrence Davis into the paint, and then finishes it off with an old-man hook shot. It looked like your dad taking you on in the driveway whenever you're five years old. Just abusive behavior on the basketball floor. Gabriel Deck is fun to watch. He does some very interesting skill sets of the passing, of the defense, and, of course, the -the back-to-the-basket ability and the ability to score for himself. I think Deck's a very good player and a long-term player and a winnable player in this NBA, so sign me up for Gabrielle Deck in this league. I really love watching Gabriel Deck play, and he's been a welcome addition to this team in terms of the watchability and the fun factor of this team playing basketball this year. So we did our three spins. We wrapped up the mailbag, and we did Stock Watch Friday, Thank you all for joining this week of Locked on Thunder. Again, apologies for missing Monday's show, but still was out of town at the hospital and just couldn't uh, get around to a podcast Monday. I'm recording a lot of these on Tuesday. You know, actually, all of these are on Tuesday because the Kings recap will be later on today as well, which will go up on Wednesday. So uh, I'm, I'm getting this all done before heading back to the hospital. So I appreciate everyone who's tuned in, who's, who's again, sent all the love and support my way on Twitter with the messages and the mentions and everything like that. Uh, but again, thank you all for listening. Subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast from. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, to talk more Thunder basketball on Locked On, Thunder the Daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder, subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another.